17. O her departed ancestors to come to the Mang Mang feast. She placed her olla obesi and pork over a tiny fire, kindled by the first pilgrim to the mountain in the morning and federal by each arrival. Then she took the chicken from her basket and faced the west, pointing before her with the chicken in one hand and the low low in the other. There she stood, a solitary figure, performing her sacred mission alone. Those preceding her were slowly descending the hot mountainside in groups as they came, those to follow her were awaiting their turn at a distance beneath a shady tree. The fire beside her sent up its thin line of smoke, bearing through the quiet air the fragrance of the basi. The woman invited the ancestral Anito to the feast, saying, Ani to a dilo ko, sumakayota in mang mang takayota kakanan si mutag. Then she faced the north and addressed the spirit of her ancestors there, Ani to a dilo god, sumakayota in mang mang takayota kakanan si mutag. She faced the east, gazing over the forested mountain ranges and called to the spirits of the past generation there, Ani to A.D. Barlag Sumarke Yota in Mang Mang Takeota Kakanan Si Mutag. As she brought her sacred objects back down the mountain another woman stood alone by the little fire on the crest. The returning pilgrim now puts her fowl and her basi alya inside her dwelling, and likely sits in the open air awaiting her husband as he prepares the feast. Outside, directly in front of his door, he builds a fire and sets a cooking olla over it. Then he takes the chicken from its basket, and at his hands it meets a slow and cruel death. It is held by the feet and the hackle feathers, and the wings unfold and droop spreading. While sitting in his doorway holding the fowl in this position the man beats the thin fleshed bones of the wings with a short, heavy stick as large around as a spear handle. The fowl cries with each of the first dozen blows laid on, but the blows continue until each wing has received fully half a hundred. The injured bird is then laid on its back on a stone, while its head and neck stretch out on the hard surface. Again the stick falls, cruelly, regularly, this time on the neck. Up and down its length it is pummeled, and as many as a hundred blows fall fall after the crisis. After the eyes close and open and close again a dozen times, and after the bird is dead, the head receives a few sharp blows, a jet of blood spurts out, and the ceremonial killing is passed. The man, still sitting on his haunches, still clasping the feet of the pendant bird, moves over beside his fire, faces his dwelling, and voices the only words of this strangely cruel scene, his eyes are open, his head in bending, and he gazes before him as he earnestly asks a blessing on the people, their pigs, chickens, and crops, the old men say it is bad to cut off a chicken's head it is like taking a human head, and, besides, they say that the pummeling makes the flesh on the bony wings and neck larger and more abundant so all fowls killed are beaten to death. After the oral part of the ceremony the fowl is held in the flames till all its feathers are burned off. It is cut up and cooked in the olla before the door of the dwelling, and the entire family eats of it. Each family has the mang mang ceremony, and so also has each broken household if it possesses a cementer though a lone woman calls in a man who alone may perform the rite connected with the ceremonial killing, and who must cook the fowl. A low man needs no woman assistant. Though the ancestral Anita were religiously bidden to the feast, the people eat it all, no part being sacrificed for these invisible guests. Even the small olla of basi is drunk by the man at the beginning of the meal. The rite of the third day is called Mangapuyi. The cementers of growing polly are visited, and an abundant fruitage asked for. 
Early in the morning some member of each household goes to the mountains to get small sprigs of a plant named Poloki. Even as early as 7.30 the Poloki had been brought to many of the houses, and the people were scattering along the different trails leading to the most distant cementers. If the family owned many scattered fields, the day was well spent before all were visited. Men, women, and boys went to the bright green fields of young Poli, each carrying the basket belonging to his sex. In the basket were the sprigs of Poloki, a small olia of water, a small wooden dish or a basket of cooked rice, and a bamboo tube of basi or tapwe. Many persons had also several small pieces of pork and a chicken. As they passed out of the Pueblo each carried a tightly bound club-like torch of burning poly straw. This would smolder slowly for hours. On the stone dike of each cementer the owner paused to place three small stones to hold the olia. The bundle of smoldering straw was picked open till the breeze fanned ablaze. Dry sticks or reeds quickly made a small, smoking fire under the olia, in which was put the pork or the chicken. If food was to be eaten there, frequently, too, if the smoke was low, a piece of the pork was put on a stick punched into the soil of the cementer beside the fire and the smoke enwrapped the meat and passed on over the growing field. As soon as all was arranged at the fire a small amount of basi was poured over a sprig of poloki which was stuck in the soil of the cementer, or one or two sprigs were inserted, drooping, in a split in a tall, green runno, and this was pushed into the soil. While the person stood beside the efficacious poloki on invocation was voiced to loom the wood to bless the crop. The olia and piece of pork were at once put in the basket, and the journey conscientiously continued to the next cementera. Only when food was eaten at the cementera was the halt prolonged. A sig kho is the name of the function of the fourth day. On that day each household owning cementeras has a fish feast. At that season of the year February, while the water is low in the river, only the very small, sluggish fish, called kiko, is commonly caught at Bontoc. Between 200 and 300 pounds of those fish, only one in a hundred of which exceeded to one two inches in length, were taken from the river during the three hours in the afternoon when the ceremonial fishing was in progress. Two large scoops, one shown in place XLIX, were used to catch the fish. They were a quarter of a mile apart in the river, and were operated independently. At the house the fish were cooked and eaten as is described in the section on meals and meal time. When this fish meal was passed the last observance of the fourth day of the Chake ceremonial was ended. The rite of the last day is called Pate. It is observed by two old Pate priests. Exactly at high noon Pablo San left his auto carrying a chicken and a smoldering polystro roll in his hand, and the unique basket, Takfa, on his shoulder. He went and accompanied and apparently unnoticed to the small grove of trees, called Papate Adisokok. Under the trees is a space some eight or ten feet across, paved with flat rocks, and here the man squatted and put down his basket. From it he took it to court all containing water, a small wooden bowl of cooked rice, a bottle of native cane sugar, and a head axe. He next kindled a blaze under the olia in a fireplace of three stones already set up. Then followed the ceremonial killing of the chicken, as described in the Mang Mang rite of the second day. With the scarcely dead fowl held before him the man earnestly addressed a short supplication to Lumawig. The fowl was then turned over and around in the flame until all its feathers were burned off. Its crop was torn out with the fingers. The axe was struck blade up solid in the ground, and the legs of the chicken cut off from the body by drawing them over the sharp axe blade, and they were put at once into the pot. 
an incision was cut on each side of the neck, and the body torn quickly and neatly open, with the wings still attached to the breast part. A glad exclamation broke from the man when he saw that the gall of the fowl was dark green. The intestines were then removed, ripped into a long string, and laid in the basket, the back part of the fowl, with liver, heart, and gizzard attached, went into the now boiling pot, and the breast section followed it promptly. Three or four minutes after the bowl of rice was placed immediately in front of the man, and the breast part of the chicken laid in the bowl on the rice, then followed these words, now the gall is good, we shall live in the pueblo invulnerable to disease. The breast was again put in the pot, and as the basket was packed up in preparation for departure the Anito of ancestors were invited to a feast of chicken and rice in order that the ceremony might be blessed. At the completion of this supplication the pate shouldered his basket and hastened homeward by a different route from which he came. If a chicken is used in this rite it is cooked in the dwelling of the priest and is eaten by the family. If a pig is used the old men of the priest's auto consume it with him. The performance of the rite of this last day is a critical half hour for the town. If the gall of the fowl is white or whitish the polyfruitage will be more or less of a failure. The crop last year was such a whitish gall gave the warning. If a crow flies cawing over the path of the pate as he returns to his dwelling, or if the dogs bark at him, many people will die in Bontoc. Three years ago a man was killed by a falling boulder shortly after noon on this last day's ceremonial a flying crow had foretold the disaster. If an eagle flies over the path, many houses will burn. Two years ago an eagle warned the people, and in the middle of the day fifty or more houses burned in Bontoc in the three auto of Pokeson, Luwakan, and Incan. If none of these calamities are foretold, the Anito enemies of Bontoc are not revengeful, and the Pueblo rests in contentment. Suwat this ceremony, performed by some cod of Otto Seapot, occurs in the first period of the year, I know now. The usual pig or chicken is killed, and the priest says, In Ephikas Naipaku to Amono Kaadcheya, this is, fruit of the poly, grow up tall, even to the sky. King Kn ceremony is for the protection of the poly. Angayud, Avato Fatayan, is the priest for this occasion, and the ceremony occurs when the first fruit heads appear on the growing rice. They claim two good sized hogs are killed on this day. Then Angayud takes a kilau the bird-shaped bird scarer, from the Pueblo and stealthily ducks along to the cementer where he suddenly erects the scarer. Then he says, You miles chan ke sika tilin in cablo godyad apile sika o top in loke o loke anan foyimo. Freely translated, this is tilin the rice bird. You go away into the north country and the south country you, rat. You go into your hole. Total on this ceremony, tato log, occurs on the day following kn and it is also for the protection of the rice crop. Angayud is the priest for both ceremonies. The usual hog is killed, and then the priest ties up a bundle of polystraw the size of his arm, and walks to the south side of the Pueblo as though stalking deer in the tall grass. He suddenly and boldly throws the bundle southward, suggesting that the birds and rats follow in the same direction, and that all go together quickly. Suffice of this ceremony is recorded in the chapter on agriculture in the section on harvesting, page 103. It is simply referred to here in the place where it would logically appear if it were not so intimately connected with the harvesting that it could not be omitted in presenting that phase of agriculture. Lilies at the close of the rice harvest, at the beginning of the season leap on. The listless ceremony is widely celebrated in the Bontoc area. It consists, in Bontoc Pueblo, of two parts. 
Each family cooks a chicken in the fireplace on the second floor of the dwelling. This part is called chopang. After the chopang the public part of the ceremony occurs. It is called thug thug too, and is said to continue three days. Thug thug too in Bontoc is a man's rock fight between the men of Bontoc and Samoki. The battle is in the broad bed of the river between the two pueblos. The men go to the conflict armed with war shields, and they pelt each other with rocks as seriously as in actual war. There is a man now in Bontoc whose leg was broken in the conflict of 1901, and three of our four Idrosservant boys had scalp wounds received in listless rock conflicts. A river cuts into the Pueblo of Alop, and that Pueblo is said to celebrate the harvest by a rock fight similar to that of Bontoc and Samoki. It is said by Idro that the Sandangalisless is a conflict with runner or reed spears, which are warded off with the war shields. It is claimed that in Sagada the public part of the ceremony consists of a mud fight in the cementers, mud being thrown by each contending party. Lost on this ceremony occurs once each year at the time of planting commodes. In the period of Bali Ling, some caught of Otto Sajikin is the Pueblo priest who performs the lost cob ceremony. He kills a chicken or pig, and then petitions Lumawig as follows, Lo Mos Cog K to P. This means, May there be so many commotes that the ground will crack and burst open. Okayad Samkat of Otto Sajikin performs the Okiad ceremony once each year during the time of planting the black beans, or Balotong. Also in the period of Bali Ling, the petition addressed to Lumawig is said after a pig or chicken has been ceremonially killed, it runs as follows, Maoyad Esai Balotong, Maoyad Esai Futag, Maoyad Nanai Piyukao. A free translation island may the beans grow rapidly, may the pigs grow rapidly, and may the people the children grow rapidly. Kapus Kaopus is the name given the three days of rest at the close of the period of Bali Ling. They say there is no special ceremony for Kaopus, but sometime during the three days the Pate ceremony is performed. Ceremonies connected with climate fakil the fakil ceremony for rain occurs four times each year, on four succeeding days and is performed by four different priests. The ceremony is simple. There is the usual ceremonial pig killing by the priest, and each night preceding the ceremony all the people cry, I ten and fa kill. This is only an exclamation, meaning, rest day. We observe the ceremony for rain. I was informed that the priest has no separate oral petition or ceremony, though it is probable that he has, clawed once or twice each year, or maybe once in two years. In January or February, a cold, driving rain pours itself on Bontoc from the north. It often continues for two or three days, and is a miserable storm to be out in. If this storm continues three or four days, Liyad, of Otto Loingon, performs the following ceremony in his dwelling, Makis Kiske Liefoo Minimum Kaikang Kai Fata A very free translation of this is as follows, You fogs, rise up rolling. Let us have good weather in all the world. All the people are very poor. Following this ceremony Liyog goes to Jao W.I. The site of Lumawig's former dwelling in the Pueblo. Shown in place C.L.I.I. And there he builds a large fire. It is claimed the fierce storm always ceases shortly after the K.A. log is performed. Chinamwi and Wei of Otto Somaun performs the Kainam W.I. ceremony once or twice each year during the cold and fog of the period Sama. When the people are standing in the water-filled cementers turning the soil, frequently working entirely naked, many times I have seen the people shake arms, legs, jaw, and body during those cold days, 
and admit that I was touched by the ceremony when I saw it. A hog is killed and each household gives an manojo of poly. He pleads to Lumawig, Tom Kkailiefootayonan in Asama Miles. This prayer is, no more cold and fog. Pity those working in the cementera. Ceremonies connected with head taking kafokab kafokab is the name of a ceremony performed as soon as a party of successful headhunters returns home. The old man in charge at the folly says, Chakayofo so miles ma payingan. Chakay miles in ked southeast ka miles nan ka in miles to com kka. This is an exultant boast it is the crow of the winning cock. It runs as follows, you, our enemies, we will always kill you. We are strong. The food we eat makes us strong. Chantu there is a peculiar ceremony. Called Chantiu. Performed now and then when I chew. The small omen bird. Visits the Pueblo. This ceremony is held before each dwelling and each babafunan in the Pueblo. A chicken is killed. And usually both pork and chicken are eaten. The man performing the Chantiu says, Sikatan and a Sikalutishium thub ads a dang anan i man sikatalo lo adilo god nan i man sikatalo lo ye modlo god nan fano wadamo ad ap. Way. This speech is a petition running as follows, you, the anito of a person beheaded by Gontak, and you, the anito of a person who died in a dwelling, you all go to the Pueblo of Sandonga that island you destructive spirits. Do not visit Gontak, but we suggest that you carry your mischief to the Pueblo of Sandonga. An enemy of ours, you, the Anito of a Bantak person beheaded by some other Pueblo, you go into the North Country, and you, the Anito of a Bantak person beheaded by some other Pueblo, you carry the straw torch into the North Country and the South Country that island friendly Anito, once our fellow citizens, burn the dwellings of our enemies both North and South of us, in this petition the purpose of the Chantiu is clearly defined, the faithful Aichu has warned the Pueblo that an Anito, Perhaps an enemy, perhaps a former friend, threatens the Pueblo, and the people seek to avert the calamity by making feasts every dwelling preparing a feast. Each household then calls the names of the classes of malignant Anita which destroy life and property, and suggests to them that they spend their fury elsewhere. Ceremony connected with auto young men sometimes change their membership from one Ata to another. It is said that old men never do. There is a ceremony of adoption into a new Ata when a change is made. It is called Puke or Pelucipeg. At the time of the ceremony a feast is made, and some old man welcomes the new member as follows, If you die first, you must look out for us. Since we wish to live long that island your spirit must protect us against destructive spirits. Do not let other Pueblos take our heads. If you do not take this care, your spirit will find no food when it comes to the A2. Because the A2 will be empty we will all be dead. Part 9 Mental Life The Igoro does not know many things in common with enlightened men, and yet one constantly marvels at his practical knowledge. Tyler says primitive man has rude, shrewd sense. The Igoro has more he has practical wisdom, actual knowledge concerning cosmology. The Igoro believes Lumawood gave the earth and all things connected with it. Lumawood makes it rain and storm, gives day and night, heat and cold. The earth is just as you see it. It ceases somewhere a short distance beyond the most distant place an Igoro has visited. He does not know how it is supported. Why should it fall? He asks. A pot on the earth does not fall. Above is Jaya. The sky the Igoro does not know or attempt to say what it is. It is up above the earth and extends beyond and below the visible horizon and the limit of the earth. The Igoro does not know how it remains there. 
and a man once interrupted me to ask why it did not fall down below the earth at its limit, below us, an old Igro told me, is just bones, the sun is a man called Kilkal, the moon is a woman named Kabigad, once the moon was also a Sunday and then it was always day, but Lumawig made a moon of the woman, and since then there is day and night, which is best, there are two kinds of stars, Thatakayagon is the name of large stars and Kakathiathi is the name of small stars, the stars are all men, and they wear white coats. Once they came down to Gontok Pueblo and ate sugar cane, but on being discovered they all escaped again to Chaya. Thunder is a gigantic wild boar crying for rain. A Gontok man was once killed by Kicho. Be thunder. The unfortunate man was ripped open from his legs to his head. Just as a man is ripped and torn by the wild boar of the mountains, the lightning, called Yup Yup, is also a hog, and always accompanies Kicho. Lumawig superintends the rains. Liefo or the rain clouds they are smoke. At night Lumawig has the Liefo come down to the river and get water. Before morning they have carried up a great deal of water, and then they let it come down as rain. Earthquakes are caused by Lumawig. He places both hands on the edge of the earth and quickly pushes it back and forth. They do not know why he does it. Regarding man himself the Igro knows little. He says Lumawig gave man and all man's functionings. He does not know the functioning of blood, brain, stomach, or any other of the primary organs of the body. He says the bladder of men and animals is for holding the water they drink. He knows that a man begets his child and that a woman's breasts are for supplying the infant food. But these two functionings are practically all the facts he knows or even thinks he knows about his body. Mensuration under this title or considered all forms of measurement used by the Idro. Numbers the most common method of enumerating is that of the finger count. The usual method is to count the fingers, beginning with the little finger of the right hand, in succession touching each finger with the forefinger of the other hand. The count of the thumb, lima, five, is one of the words for hand. The sixth count begins with the little finger of the left hand, and the tenth reaches the thumb. The eleventh count begins with the little finger of the right hand again, and so the count continues. The Igro system is evidently decimal. One man, however, invariably recorded his eleventh count on his toes, from which he returned to the little finger of his right hand for the twenty-first count. A common method of enumerating is one in which the record is kept with small pebbles placed together one after another on the ground. Another method in frequent use preserves the record in the number of sections of a slender twig which is bent or broken half across for each count. When an Igra works for an American he records each day by a notch in a small stick. A very neat record for the month was made by one of our servants who prepared a three-sided stick less than two inches long. Day by day he cut notches in this stick. Ten on each edge. When a record is wanted for a long time as when one man loans another money for a year or more he ties a knot in a string for each peso loaned. The Igra subtracts by addition. He counts forward in the total of fingers or pedals the number he wishes to subtract, and then he again counts the remainder forward. Lineal measure the distance between the tips of the thumb and middle finger extended and opposed is the shortest linear measure used by the Igro. Although he may measure by eye with more detail and exactness, as when he notes half the above distance, this span measure is called Chang'an or ISA Chang'an, Chuwa Chang'an. Etc. Kaika is the measure between the tips of the two middle fingers when the arms are extended full length in opposite directions. Kaiwan Si Kaika is half the above measure, or from the tip of the middle finger of one hand, arm extended from side of body, to the sternum. 
These three measures are most used in handling timbers and boards in the construction of buildings. Cloth for breech cloths is measured by the length of the forearm, being wound about the elbow and through the hand, quite as one coils up a rope. Long distances in the mountains or on the trail are measured by the length of time necessary to walk them, and the length of time is told by pointing to the place of the sun in the heavens at the hour of departure and arrival. Rice cementers are measured by the number of cargoes of pottery they produce. Besides this relatively exact measure, cementers producing up to five cargoes are called small, theyoifoniag, and those producing more than five are said to be large, theyochutchutwag. Measurement of animals the idea of the size of a carabao, and at the same time a crude estimate of its age and value, is conveyed by representing on the arm the length of the animal's horns, the size of a hog and, as with the carabao, an estimate of its value is shown by representing the size of the girth of the animal by clasping the hands around one's leg. For instance, a small pig is represented by the size of the speaker's ankle. As he clasps both hands around it, a larger one is the size of his calf. A still larger one is the size of a man's thigh, and one still larger is represented by the thigh and calf together, the calf being bent tightly against the upper leg, to represent a still larger hog. The two hands circle the calf and thigh, but at some distance from them, the Bantakigrel has no system of liquid or dry measure, nor has he any system of weight. The calendar the Igrel has no mechanical record of time or events, save as he sometimes cuts notches in a stick to mark the flight of days. He is apartment however, in memorizing the names of ancestors, holding them for half a dozen generations, but he keeps no record of age, and has no adequate conception of such a period as twenty years. He has no conception of a cycle of time greater than one year, and, in fact, it is the rare man who thinks in terms of a year. When one does he speaks of the past year as Tinamowin, or Isan Panama, prominent Idril have insisted that a year has only eight moons and other equally sane and respected men say it has 100, but among the old men, who are the wisdom of the people, there are those who know and say it has 13 moons, they have noted and named 8 phases of the moon, namely, the 1 quarter waxing moon, called Fiskaena, the 2 quarters waxing moon, Mono W.A., or Malang A.D., the 3 quarters waxing moon, Kotno W.A. No or Nakno, the full moon, G. The three quarters waning moon. Kaitaltakaena or Matiltakan, the two quarters waning moon. Kiselatfikaena, the one quarter waning moon. Signana or Kaitanikaena, and the period following the last, when there is but a faint rim of light, is called Lemen or Mamas. However, the Idro do seldom count time by the phases of the moon, and the only solar period of time they know is that of the day. Their word for day is the same as for Sunday. Equi- they indicate the time of day by pointing to the sky, indicating the position the sun occupied when a particular event occurred. There are two seasons in a year. One is Chakan, having five moons, and the other is Kasip, having eight moons. The seasons do not mark the wet and dry periods, as might be expected in a country having such periods. Chakan is the season of rice or poly growth and harvest, and Kasip is the remainder of the year. These two seasons and the recognition that there are 13 moons in one year, and that day follows night, are the only natural divisions of time in the Idril calendar. He has made an artificial calendar differing somewhat in all pueblos in name and number and length of periods, 
In all these calendars the several periods bear the names of the characteristic industrial occupations which follow one another successively each year. Eight of these periods make up the calendar of Bontoc Pueblo, and seven of them have to do with the rice industry. Each period receives its name from that industry which characterizes its beginning, and it retains this name until the beginning of the next period, although the industry which characterized it may have ceased some time before. Ayana is the first period of the year, and the first period of the season Shakhan. It is the period, as they say, of no more work in the rice cementers that island practically all fields are prepared and transplanted. It began in 1903 on February 11th. It lasts about three months, continuing until the time of the first harvest of the rice or poly crop in May. In 1903 this was until May 2nd. This period is not a period of no work it has many and varied laborers. The second period is low tub. It is that of the first harvests, and lasts some four weeks, ending about June 1st. Chowokay is the third period. It is the time when the bulk of the poly is harvested. It occupies about four weeks running over in 1903 to days in July. Lipa is the fourth period. It is that of no more poly harvest, and lasts for about 10 or 15 days, ending probably about July 15th. This is the last period of the season Shakhan. The fifth period is Bali Ling. It is the first period of the season Kaship. It takes its name from the general planting of commodes, and is the only one of the calendar periods not named from the rice industry. It continues about six weeks or until near the 1st of September. Saganma is the 6th period. It is the time when the cementer is to be used as seed beds for rice are put in condition. The earth being turned three different times. It lasts about two months. November 15, 1902. The seed rice was just peeping from the kernels in the beds of Bontoc and Sagadot, and the seed is sown immediately after the third turning of the earth, which thus ended early in November. Pachog is the seventh period of the annual calendar. It is the period of seed sowing, and begins about November 10th. Although the seed sowing does not last many days, the period Pachog continues five or six weeks. Sama is the last period of the calendar. It is the period in which the rice cementers are prepared for receiving the young plants and in which these seedlings are transplanted from the seed beds. The last Sama was near seven weeks duration. It began about December 20th. 1902, and ended February 10, 1903. Sama is the last period of the season Kaship, and the last of the year. The Igrin often says that a certain thing occurred in Lotub, or will occur in Bali Ling. So these periods of the calendar are held in mind as the civilized man thinks of events in time as occurring in some particular month. The Igrin have a tradition that formerly the moon was also a Sunday and at that time it was always day. Luma would told the moon to be moon, and then there was night. Such a change was necessary, they say, so the people would know when to work that island when was the right time, the right moon, to take up a particular kind of labor. Folk tales the paucity of the pure mental life of the Igru is nowhere more clearly shown than in the scarcity of F.